Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of 10 Minutes with TM Fowl. This is part two of my COVID-2019 update um, podcast. And this one is going to focus on how to show appreciation, your appreciation to the healthcare workforce during this COVID time. So again, my name is Toyin Falusi. I'm an infectious disease physician here in Chicago. And uh, I've gotten a lot of texts and emails and WhatsApp messages from people I know and some I don't know that well, just saying, hey, great job. Keep up the good work You're on the forefront. And um, the ID group, again, obviously, um, just different aspects of from coordinating and helping with testing and codes for testing and working with departments of public health and contact tracing to those on the inpatient are taking care of people hospitalized, working with a hospitalist and intensivist. So those who are just researching the drugs and working on looking at drug combinations for those who are in data and collecting data, working with public health. So there's so many aspects of what an infectious disease person can do and how they can be useful during this part. But it's important to know that it's a whole team, the whole healthcare team and the people in the front lines, like our emergency department people who are really the first port of entry for a lot of really ill people coming in, um, for our people um, in the ICU, the doctors and nurses in the intensive care unit who are taking care of patients with ventilators and managing them for days and weeks on ventilators when they get in and they're that ill, to our hospitalists and internists making rounds respiratory therapists who are there to help with managing the ventilator and giving breathing treatments for those who are not ventilated. All of those people face exposure risk. And so it's important to think about the whole healthcare workforce. And the healthcare workforce is everybody takes to keep the hospital or clinic going. So from the frontline staff, the, the registration people and the clerks, the environmental people who keep the place disinfected and sanitized, to our nurses and, and physician assistants and medical assistants and nurses and physicians and discharge planners and social workers. It takes a whole team of healthcare workers who have to continue to come in. So we talked about social distancing and the need to physically isolate people from one another for the next couple of weeks or months to, to flatten the curve and to change the trajectory of the epidemic. But it's important to know that the people in the healthcare system will need to come in to take care of, of patients. And while we're making changes to how we do things and canceling elective procedures and rescheduling people and doing telehealth for non-COVID um, things, um, they still have to come in. So this short podcast is really to talk about um, when you do say, um, how do I let my healthcare provider or healthcare worker know that I appreciate what's going on? This is a podcast on, on how do you show your appreciation to healthcare workers. So just like everybody else, healthcare workers are human and we have our fears, our concerns, anxieties also. I belong to a large um, group of um, physicians and um, especially women, large group of physicians and another subgroup that's just women physicians across, across the country with membership across the world actually. And uh, it's been very helpful because there's a lot of anxiety and, and just different things going on that people can process together. So a couple of things that are going on with your you know, healthcare provider, and I'll speak as a physician, but I know it probably applies to different people in the, in the healthcare um, workforce, 
is that you'll see that um, we're all human and people are scared and anxious. They're worried about their family. They're worried about getting infected with the virus or contaminated or infecting their family and loved ones. Um, people are getting tired. They're anxious about the onslaught of more and more patients as we do more testing. People are overworked. Sometimes there's a sense of helplessness watching what's happening in other parts of the world and the limitations we still have with testing and adequate testing. Um, there's a lot of frustration about lack and shortages of personal protective equipment or PPEs. You know, the masks, the, the gloves, the gowns, the things we need to protect, the eye shields to protect healthcare workers from getting infected while at work. There's a discordance between what is being said on, on TV and media and what patients have access to. So that creates a lot of anxiety and, and stress. Um, sometimes frustration about the policies and, and helplessness around some of the administrators in places people work with. And then also seeing that despite the data and the messaging about social distancing, with schools closed, people are having play dates, they're having parties. And so as a healthcare worker who knows that when people get sick, they're going to come in, there's a risk of overwhelming the system. It's it's also very unnerving and, and um, um, sometimes very upsetting to see that people are not following the whole thing around social isolation and are out there doing things that may continue to spread the virus. So those are some of the things that healthcare workers are going through. Anxiety, tiredness, being overworked, um, scared as human beings, anxious about what's coming, um, the lack and shortages that we face already, and just, um, you know, really having to, to struggle to get things done. Um, some of the good things that have happened so far just within the healthcare community is that, one, we're all coming together as better unity across all specialties. We're realizing that the ED people, um, internal medicine, specialists, all of us are, are in the front line for this infection and managing patients and that there's unity in numbers and we're working together better. And that's one of the what happens in times of crisis. It brings the best out and healthcare workers are really, really working, working well together and sharing information. Two, it's allowed us to be vulnerable about our emotions and the things we're concerned about. So a lot of people are looking at support therapy and, um, and uh, really having ways to work with employees who have anxiety around what's going on, who are overworked, who are tired, who are, um, have been exposed and quarantined and so can't work, how they can kind of feel part of the system. So uh, sharing our vulnerabilities. Three is we're learning things very quickly from across the world, from across the country, because we're forming groups and sharing information in real time and getting things done. So that's working with information sharing. All the groups are there to help us to share information and best practices rapidly without having to reinvent the wheel. Those are advantages and good things that have come out from working on this uh, um, pandemic. Five is that things are happening quicker. So um, things that should have happened sometimes years ago are happening quicker. Um, telehealth is being put in place for a lot of places very quickly in, in a couple of days. We're sharing information across states. People are able to get licensing now um, to be able to get licensed to practice medicine across state lines where you had to approve separate licenses just so that physicians can go help out in areas of need. 
quick approvals for um, for studies are happening. A lot of the administrative and bureaucracy things are being put aside to, to get the science going. And uh, six is we're seeing the importance and recognizing the importance of you know, our public health infrastructure and the data people and the EPI people who are going to do contact tracing and things like that. So yes, there's a lot of, of anxiety and stuff, but some good things have happened at least among healthcare providers, I'm speaking as a physician, and I'm sure, again, with the nurses and other organizations that we're seeing more unity, we're learning very quickly and sharing information, we're open to our vulnerabilities and sharing our emotions, administrative things are happening quicker, and we're recognizing the importance of public health um, agendas and how it's important. So the last part is how you can show your appreciation for these overworked healthcare workers who are still have weeks and months ahead is social distancing. So the best thing you can do is stay home. Wash your hands and stay home and really follow the policies of not more than 10 people in any space, staying home and when schools are closed, which most part of the country is, to not have play dates and group appointments and parties in the basement, because those are things that are not going to help with controlling the, the pandemic. We know that people can spread this uh, virus even when they have no symptoms, with each person having the potential to infect three, two to three other people. So it's important to, to show your appreciation by staying home, by practicing social distancing and not being around other people. You can slow down the viral spread. By doing that, you flatten the curve. By doing that, you pre prevent new infections escalating. By doing that, you prevent the healthcare system from being overwhelmed and doctors having to choose who has access to a respirator versus not. By doing that, you preserve the healthcare workforce because by staying home, your healthcare providers do not get infected in the community, which they could if everybody was out there indiscriminately. For every healthcare provider that gets pulled out and is quarantined for 14 days, that's somebody else who has to do their work, and that somebody else is more likely to be tired, and that somebody else may make mistakes when they're trying to take on or take off their personal protective equipment. They're more likely to contaminate themselves, and at that point, they get infected and pulled out of quarantine. Healthcare providers in other countries have died fighting this virus either because you know they get infected with such a large dose of, of the virus because they're taking care of people who have the infection and are sick enough to be in the hospital with very high levels of virus. They're also tired and stressed and probably not eating as well. They have poor sleep because they're pulled and all those things um, depress your immune system. So they're more likely to get uh, a, a worse outcome when they get sick. And they are also... Uh, more likely to keep working and covering shifts. So it's important to preserve the healthcare workforce. And what you can do is one, stay home. Social distancing is the biggest thank you to your healthcare provider. Stay home, uh, wash your hands, avoid um, unnecessarily being outside of the house. If you have to come into the healthcare system, call first and really let's just be kinder to each other. And if your provider says we can't get testing, it's really because they can't. Either there's a shortage, there's a lack, there's a protocol, there's a criteria that's been set that you don't meet. 
So just not taking it out on your provider and knowing that there's a reason if they can't do something and just being a little patient as we work through all of this. Two is to stay informed. So stay informed. CDC.gov is a great site. The WHO is also another site to know what's happening. And just stay informed with your local because there are local um, data that are put out and there are local uh, messaging from different counties and cities and places and staying informed. Share messages that are correct. So when they've been verified and coming from the CDC or from like your healthcare provider around something that needs to be shared by the public, please do that in your network. There's a lot of graphics and visuals right now showing how social distancing will help flatten the curve. Those are messages that can be shared in the network. Talk to our children about it. Talk to your teenagers and those who feel uh, invincible that they're doing this to protect the healthcare workforce and protect others. And by protecting the vulnerable people in our, in our society, they're less likely to get ill and then they're less likely to be in the hospital. So sharing positive messages that have been verified, staying informed, um, being kind to your healthcare providers and just letting them know that you care. So if you have a healthcare provider, healthcare worker that you know, send them a message, send them a text, send them an email, send them a fun image saying thank you. Let them know that, that you care. Give them a virtual hug. Notice I said virtual, but above all, stay home. Make sure you have enough uh, refills for your medications for people on chronic medications. A lot of pharmacies are waiving the early refill issue. A lot of providers are doing the 90-day supply, so you have enough. Um, figure out and then just helping out. You know the vulnerable people in your in your system. If they can't shop, to shop for them. Leave it on their doorstep. Don't go in. Don't hug them. And just knowing that um, that's how you can say thank you. We want to appreciate our healthcare workforce. We want them to be there strong, healthy, and able to do this. We don't want them infected from the community. We don't want them infected while they're in the hospital. We want to advocate for personal protective equipment. So if you're somebody who blogs or is involved in policy and rights, we need to make sure that um, we're vocal about the needs of our healthcare community and making sure there are no shortages. And again, just staying informed above all, social distancing and staying home. That is the biggest thank you. Because a healthcare provider who has to be in the hospital all the time, they're not spending as much time with their family. They're on the forefront trying to make it right and trying to treat as many people as they can. Seeing um, uploaded photos of people still having parties and congregating in large groups and, and, and talking about meeting up, is 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 uh is is very demoralizing to most healthcare providers. So thank you for listening with 10 minutes with TM file. Send your healthcare provider, your nurse, your social worker, anybody that you know in healthcare, send them a thank you, give them a virtual hug and stay home. Thank you. <music>